0: Decapod, the podcast for the Roberts Lab NPRB-funded project investigating the effects of bitter crab disease and temperature changes on southeast Alaskan tanner crabs. All right. So, the what original plan, like the pooling plan from before, isn't really going to work because I don't have enough RNA in each pool. <sighs>
1: okay. Well, well, yeah. So, I guess the broader picture is, I mean, we could make it work. So we spent a lot of time talking about it mm-hmm. since you've been gone. But, but as Grace said, because of the concentration so low, we're going to compromise our ability to qPCR. Okay. Which is ultimately the what we need because we want to do individuals, right? Because right. there's not enough money to do all the RNA seq on all the individuals. Um, and if we did, you know, if we did our pools, we wouldn't have anything left. <laughs> To keep ECR, which almost defeats the purpose. Yeah, okay. So we came up with this, it is staged, we'll do more sequencing, but we just kind of came up with this as a good way to start. Okay. Okay, and so right now that is three pools. Okay. So we, we was it, when was it this week? Was a Monday? it was I Monday? I can't remember. It was <laughs> like so long ago. Mm-hmm. We discuss a lot about what the point of this is, it is, is to find, to identify genes that are different, right, so that we can ultimately do PCR on it to understand the return infection. So we came down to two pool, one pool of the uninfected from day nine and a pool from the infected of day nine. So, okay. so the reason we went with day nine is... As you know, i just I I talk just to remind myself. I know well, and both, I have but. to. <laughs> no, it's
0: been a while. Right. The past, these so are before you
1: before you did the temperature, right? So you have a lot more individuals. Correct. And so these all correspond to the to the ones we have three. But if what we're able to do if we did day nine is do maybe 18 individuals, so we're not compromising. We're not using all the RNA. Okay. It's a nice pool, and then, then that's also going to give us. So these are the individuals.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. From an infected uninfected.
1: pool, so it gives us a nice deep spread, and it also, and we, you know, we we checked with your qPCR to make sure it was real. That's okay. how we came to these.
0: So these are the ones you're gonna pull. Yeah.
1: Okay. So uh, we're gonna do one infected. We're gonna start out with one infected, one uninfected, library, mm-hmm. okay. and then we also started do what I guess we're calling it a master pool now too. So do another library right now, where we essentially just take. An individual from every single treatment with high concentrations of RNA pool it together so this is a pool of 10 individuals 10 individuals um, and sequence that so again we've got a nice number in a pool and it, it gives us uh, an ability to um, identify genes that are potentially expressed in all all, under under all conditions so if you think if we think about it in terms of a gene discovery effort this is a this is this is great in addition to that with the uninfected infected we're going to be able to identify a lot of candidate genes that are uh, regulated when they're infected okay um so this isn't ruling out you're going back and doing more sequencing but we, we we kept going back okay why are we sequencing um and ultimately, we were scared about the R- the not having an RNA. Okay. So what we want to do is we're going to go forward with this, we we'll have a nice transcript home fine targets for qPCR to check the individuals, and then go from there in terms of more sequencing. It might be extracting more, or we might find something interesting in the qPCR where we actually want to do some individuals across time mm-hmm. with, uh, with the RNAC. Okay. But this seems to be a, a more efficient use of... Of, of resources in, in our opinion
0: okay so and um, why are there ten here so nine treatment <coughs> tanks right so what is oh I, I guess the treatments are just um, uninfected and infected between the three temperatures okay
1: one
0: two three four five six seven eight nine ten yeah in yep. two days day okay 12 oh okay day twelve okay yeah. okay
1: so we didn't include these two because these are two in the other two pools. So uh-huh. we got a pool of this, a pool of this, and then a pool of all of this.
0: Okay, two, four, six, eight, nine. Okay, but I still I count nine there. Wait. One, two, three. Oh yeah, two, four, six, eight, ten. We do not have the. Oh God. That didn't serve.
1: Okay. <laughs> nine, <eight>. Okay, sorry.
0: <sighs> Come on, brain. You can do this. Okay. I'm going to write that down so I... Okay, and then cold, warm... So we can go back and look for genes involved in immunity, genes involved in temperature. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then the other two libraries you said had how many crabs in them? Like 18? 18. 18. Okay.
1: If this sounds good, then we want to sequence. I think we want... What did we decide, Sam? I mean, GeneWiz is is going to be a faster turnaround. I can't... Mm -hmm. yeah, so okay. twenty to thirty days. So okay. I re looked at the quote
2: okay. for the original the original twelve pool stuff. Yeah, okay. it's a twenty to thirty day term,
1: so that's super fast. Okay, so so what are so our options are Yeah. Gene so Genewiz is is a company. Yeah. So obviously university is the other option. I can't remember what the Rationale was, or did we do we have to use UW?
0: Yeah, otherwise I have to renegotiate the contract gotcha. with MPRB.
1: Okay. <laughs> there could be another UW core. I don't know where they're at now. Yeah, I'd have to look. Okay, if, if there's a timing issue, so it might take a little bit longer. We'll do that. UW will take probably three times as long. Okay, so we oh well that particular that particular core. Yeah, but we might be. I mean, this is since this is planned on see there is one up at like translational medicine that does mm-hmm. uh, that does like array stuff. Okay. That might that might do it. So it might be worth checking. It yeah, could, it, 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 it might did. be worth just checking with Stacy.
2: Yeah, she has sent me a list of, of the four of the course. The, the the, of the core
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess we just pick the best one from that, um, and then at that point we we would. Combine them into single tubes. Yep. How, you know, how are the libraries being combined, Grace? Um, what do you mean? The, the first two are doing an equal, oh, you, yeah, you did calculation of, <coughs> in equal, it's equal
0: volume, but not equal RNA. Gotcha. And then this one is equal RNA. Okay. Different
1: volumes. Okay. <clears throat> um, so we're just going to get them into three tubes. One, two, and master, and then drop them all, and then wait for the sequences to come back. Right?
0: Okay. So that would be so that's three libraries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we budgeted for fourteen, and we've got extra money. Yeah. So as long as the prices haven't
1: skyrocketed, which yeah, no, they should, no, be the down, should be going right? down, right? Yeah. Then, Just felt like it's a wiser wiser way to go is to start small, and then we can yes. keep adding libraries. But I'd hate to run 14 libraries and and compromise ourselves into the statistics because that's what we came down to thinking yeah. about is, is is the individual um, the power of the individual so, yeah so the other thing is, I don't know are we going to have to to back these? I uh, can't remember y- or, okay. yeah we will for uh, if, one. If, if we yes
2: probably yes probably <laughs> definitely yes. if we go with Nakerson yeah and say with g is.
1: okay so I'm guessing the other facilities could be be the same way.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we'll have to concentrate. After we pull them, we'll concentrate it because we need to get a certain concentration. Um, Do you just put them in the the mm evaporator? Yep.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay. So what is considered a good amount of RNA for a library?
2: Well, I mean, good amount versus required amount. Yeah. I mean, it, it differs. So, like, GeneWiz... They require 500 nanograms okay. minimum. Uh, the UW facility requires 1,000 nanograms minimum. Uh, okay. uh, but this is their basic standard RNA-seq stuff. So GeneWiz, I mean, they do like, single-cell RNA-seq stuff, so they clearly can do really low-input RNA All right. libraries. However, I'm sure you pay a premium for them to be able to you know, go outside their standard protocol for... RNA-seq. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the UW facilities, they may not even have the ability to use lower input um, based on whatever kits they're using for library construction, that sort of thing, as well as, you know, stuff that they factor in for if something goes wrong, you know, they want to potentially have a leftover sample to try to reconstruct a library. You right. Know. So, it's, yeah, it's going to vary depending on the facility and their abilities and quality control and stuff
1: like that. So and so we noticed a lot of the a lot of the later samples had a had a higher concentration of RNA. The earlier ones did not. Grace attributed it to um, the her person with the syringe, right? Yeah, you, you know, possibly like the play. first
0: sample day versus the second and third. Like you might have gotten Been better. better at getting it. Oh, I don't think. so. So, okay. I would think it's because of proliferation of the hematidinium cells. Mm-hmm. But, because if, yeah. if you look at a blood smear from a healthy crab, you have to hunt around to find blood cells. If you look at a blood smear from a crab that is showing signs of hematidinium, it is packed cell to cell with hematidinium cells. Packed. But if that's the case, so, we, should
1: that we should be able to see that by comparing uninfected and infected, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the other yeah. reason to just go with three at a time because it's going to be interesting to see if we get like how much of the sequence data is hematidinium and I mean hopefully, in this, hopefully in this pool we're not going to get right. any we <laughs> get very little because we know from your qPCR some of them some yeah of them were clean, and that's the ones we picked okay good um so we'll have we'll be able to do that so that even with these three we'll be doing a, a, a lot of neat comparisons both with the host and with the hematidinium because we'll certainly get a lot of hematidinium. Uh, sequences with the highly infected
0: ones. So mm-hmm. that'll be nice. Yeah. Grace, do you remember that slide I sent you when you wanted some pictures with the um, cross section of a crustacean eyeball? Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Do you remember all those purple dots in one and yes. no purple dots in the other? That's metagenium. And, mm-hmm. and normal, yeah. No. Yeah, so that just kind of gives you an idea. Yeah, because I I think the blood guys, I think they were pretty good about getting the volumes they were supposed to, for the most part, because, I mean, the crabs, they're sitting in it. So I think, well, for instance, when we're out trawling and we stress the crabs to the max, if you try to take blood samples from them right away, you won't be able to get much blood. I think they shunt all their blood to their internal organs. You let them sit in the water tank for half an hour, and then it becomes very easy, and you can get blood. So these crabs are sitting in the lab, and you know they may be fooling around and being slow. But eventually, you're going to get how many microliters of blood? We said, or you know, point mm-hmm. two mils or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, it might take them a little longer or something, but I think they get the volume. And I suspect there's a couple of tubes where there were really clear-looking samples, and mm-hmm. you didn't get anything. I suspect they somehow managed to jab the crabs in the gill chambers and got seawater. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, you know, because, I, I mean, they have liquid, and there's only two choices, blood and seawater. Right. And, yeah. you know, so like I, it's kind of, I don't know what they did, but, um, for a couple of them, but, yeah. Okay. So, so it's, it's my guess that it's going to be hard to find crab in some of those infected ones. Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, so next steps, Sam you'll poke around yep. to the course and <clears throat> see what they see what they want, see what they need and work with Grace to get the get three tubes ready to to walk over to somewhere at UW mm-hmm. and get them get those sequenced. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I mean that's, that's the, I guess that's the short term goal. And then after that, so then if we're waiting, we can actually start um, probably thinking about prepping samples for qPCR, knowing that we're eventually going to be doing that, you know, thinking about the best way to um, um, equalize and make sure we have enough, all that kind of stuff, just take a, like, a little bit of planning up front for that, um, what assays we're going to use, and that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, let's get, the, let's get the stuff to the sequencers first. Sure.
0: Okay, so once stuff is turned into sequencing, are you, Grace, done with lab work for a little bit, or are you continuing to extract uh, RNA from samples, or...?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know if... I mean, I guess I could just keep doing it. Well,
1: yeah, I think there's... I think it's... uh, We still want a a better table somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere in our... And and it's a know what we have. And and then... um, Like what percentage of animals do you have RNA from compared <clears throat> to what was in the study? What um,
0: well, like 50
1: something. Okay, 50 so. percent. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So have yeah, think, yeah, so I think that's the that's kind of the key PCR aspect of it is is seeing what we have and what we want to what we want to. So it could go either way. We could extract more. I think fish. We need to know. We need to have a plan. A QPCR, but um, which would include possibly, we eventually include more extractions, but then deciding, okay, what kind of volume, how are we going to set up these assays? I mean, we, we run on a plate, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Doing some test runs and some standards.
0: What I've done here in one project that was way different, so I don't know how to figure out what qpcrs to do and things like that i mean you look at the sequence you identify genes you design yeah. primers right yeah that's what we're doing. yeah so that whole yeah i'm gonna be learning alongside you grace <laughs> yep.
1: i'm not yeah. gonna be yeah. <laughs> i'm not
0: gonna be part of the brains of that part yeah. of the
1: operation for a while well i mean it's, i don't know if you saw what Kat, Catherine was kind of asking the same thing after we do the first analysis we'll, we'll have to spend some time in, in kind of a non-structured way just kind of looking at it analyzing it uh-huh. doing some annotations doing some uh, some gene ontology stuff and, and doing some comparisons and that'll kind of trim down our list to kind of a subset of genes and then we decide you know which ones can we get the, the best primers for um, and then yeah then skim a shot a lot of times we'll design my design primers for uh, for you know 25% more than will actually run because some of them just won't work won't and a, work, lot, a yeah. lot of times it won't be worth trying to troubleshoot fix it it's just just throw the primers out and try the next one because you know they're so cheap um, but yeah so it'll be it'll be looking at this, um, this the, the, de- the data from the sequencing, which will be which will be interesting
0: yeah okay and then something I've been kind of putting off is um, that collaboration on the east coast I mentioned uh uh-huh. um it, the one of the guys that works with—I oh, should use names. Sorry, I'm really tired. Um, okay, so Joe Pichula is the guy who contacted me. Who's with the University of Oh God, it's some Eastern Maryland Shores or something. I've mangled the name. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the people he works with is a dinoflagellate transcriptome guy, Bakvorov, okay. who is cited in the. Proposal as knowing how to separate parasitic and non-parasitic dinoflagellate transcriptomes Mm. based on might be something like methylation. I can't remember. So (laughs) since it's been a while since I read that paper, um, he so you know Joe kind of used him a little bit as a carrot. (laughs) We'd like to collaborate, and guess who we have working here, Um, but just even outside of the collaboration and, and what we've been talking about. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if, if that's somebody that... I just want to mention him because we might want to reach out to yeah, him sure, depending sure. on how crazy the sequence stuff that we... I figure yeah. if you can separate parasitic and non-parasitic dinoflagellates, you ought to be able to separate crab and dinoflagellate. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah? yeah, I'm not worried, worried so, about the
1: crab and dinoflagellate
0: part of it. You're not worried about that? No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, yeah, so.
1: But within the dinoflagellate, yeah, it might be a little tricky. But yeah. You know, but, but across those, it
0: should be fine. Oh, things are starting to come back. And they have, dinoflagellates have rather unique, um, oh, sorry. I'll be much better after I get some sleep. It was a really long week, too. (laughs) I mean, Greg left for Bamfield, and I got back, and we have lots of animals. We have a brand-new greenhouse that is kind of, you could make a jungle movie in there. Really? Yeah, so I'm really overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, my God, we have new turtles. We have, and I'm just like, and he's gone for a month. So, yeah, so I'm a little, um, but let's see. Dinos have um, some sort of unique, what's the starting, Tata boxes, except it's not Tata boxes. They're called something else because the secret. Sequence is a little different. So there's some stuff that'll help, but uh, still, it's like.
1: Yeah, so that's the other kind of getting ready for getting the sequence data back is is compiling a list of genomic resources that are most closely related to both the crab and the dinoflagellate. So, you know, so getting those FASTA files, description, because we'll we'll, we'll be using those in terms of doing the BLAST once we get the data back. And having those kind of as, as um, setting them up as databases, we can go ahead and set those up, get some test data, start you know doing the comparisons. So then all you have to do once you have the, the the data after we do the Trinity is just start pinging against those, and that'll help us weed out who's who and what's what. Okay. Okay.
0: for listening to Decapod, the podcast dedicated to the Tanner Crab Project funded by NPRB. Check out our website at bittercrab.science for more information.